0: I always back myself and it's not easy. Um I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last 2 weeks that I've honestly never ever felt in my life the way it's been lingering on.
1: Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.
2: OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night edition available now. Paddy Christie is with us. Good morning to you, Paddy. How's it going? How you I get to decide in both then. Who's going to win that one? <laughs> uh, Kerry and Tyrone.
0: Yeah. Uh, I still wouldn't go too far from Kerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still got the pedigree there,
2: you know. I think you're right. I think there's too much to be made of the four months of Tyrone, if I'm being honest. Like, the two lads, obviously, are, uh, the Cannavitons are just off the charts. And I guess when you have those in your team, then everything becomes slightly more 50-50. But
0: mm, I still think, like... Kerry won on all lot last year, they were very good I mean they couldn't have gone back that far and you'd wonder whether it's just they're just going through the motions for the last while but like when it comes down to it, they see that Tyrone jersey, they're going to you know, I can imagine in Crow Park in a quarter final with Tyrone, I'd say they'll be well up
2: for it mm-hmm. How are you um, we'll get to the double MAO preview in a little bit but how are you feeling about life after the year that you had it was, jeez, you were, you were really close in both the Leinster Championship and the Talton Cup to, to uh, coming up you came up short narrowly against teams that ended up having a good run
0: mm. yeah it was a strange one like we had a disappointing league obviously and then you went to the championship obviously on a, a bit of a downer but we came sort of regrouped and had a, quite a good performance with Offaly and obviously, ov- ov- obviously they went on to do quite well like like well reasonably and then I suppose uh, the wheels came off for them as well but like from that point of view and from the down point of view afterwards in the Telton Cup um yeah, the down game, like we felt we were really in that game for fifty minutes and then you know they got a goal and they changed the game, but you'd expect that down will be very, very hard to beat in that uh, final and I suppose if they win it it might put a slightly different complexion on things. Um like we we felt we really played well in that first half and I suppose we had a couple of chances that might have just put us a bit further ahead that we didn't take just the nature of football but like um, it's it's a hard one to put your finger on Where how do you feel about the year Up and, there was ups and downs along the way we started off with a great old Bourne Cup and then uh, poor National League then it's at a half decent uh, good decent performance against Offaly in the Championship then a couple of good performances in the Cup and, and, and a poor
1: one as well so like it's a mixed bag Can you take any positives from that league campaign I know like Longford I think have been in Division 3 for, for 8 years so kind of major home there Um but next year, face a Division four campaign i guess in one in one sense it 's a promotion is the obvious target, uh, and you could build up a little bit of steam, beating some teams, getting a few results, so I guess there 's positives to take from it as well
0: yeah well you have to i mean there 's always you can be always trying to put spins on things, and sometimes it 's real and sometimes it's it 's artificial like the, I, I think it 's a genuine from my point of view having been involved with Tipperary, the same thing happened went down to Division four. Um, actually, start poorly in Division Four, end up getting momentum and winning a load of games in a row, mm. and getting to a league final, playing well in the league final in Crow Park. Very, very unlucky to be beaten by Cavan by a point, and you know that was that was a very like that was a really really good year overall, mm. and that gives you a bit of hope. Then when you're looking at that, you're sort of saying, yeah, Longford can definitely do that. Um, you don't want to be down in Division Four, but realistically speaking, the leagues don't usually lie. Like if you lose a number of games in the league, you know you have to hold your hand up and say, "Look, we weren't good enough this year." Like,
2: is, it that, is this the end of your second full year? No, no, this is first, first year. First year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> ry ri- ri- grin is like, "Give me a chance here." I'm, but uh, well, like, how, how? How is there? Is there? I was interested because it was in my mind before you mentioned it about that sort of particularly from a manager's point of view when you get to the end of the year and all bar one county has something negative to reflect on at some point or another um, and that balance of trying to be not to be comical alley about it that you need to actually own some of the stuff like a, a general sense of progression or What's your sense of like you're going to regroup again in what when when the when we leave? I suppose October, November. uh, What'll your your chat be with the group when you get back? Well, I
0: suppose the goals you you, you always start with goals like we would have started this year uh, or back in October last year, November, and your goals. For the league, for the championship, for the Talton Cup. For us this year, I was I was hopeful that we would get to a Teltown Cup semi final. I felt that if we did that, get to play in Crow, Crow Park is a big thing for me. Like right. I saw the effect it had with Tipperary. Um, obviously, they would have won a, a monster in 2020 in an empty stadium. Uh, it was fantastic, but it was an empty stadium But to go out to Crow Park mm. and play and play well I think that just brought brings everything on ultimately I suppose the following year the Tipperary didn't go great but like I still think overall for progression for a county for a so-called smaller county and and like the Carlos and the Wexfords and the Tipperaries and the Longfords and all the teams in Division 3 and Division 4 for them to play in Crow Park and play well it's a big deal so for me that was a big deal this year the fact that we didn't get there was disappointing and and it's something that you want to go for for next year you've got a couple of chances now because you definitely feel that you can get to a Division 4 league final uh, and you'd be in Crow Park and you feel that you know with the, with a few things falling the right way you could get into a Talton Cup semi-final so therefore you know and I suppose realistically speaking if we'd have pipped off Lee this year we were beaten by a point in both league and championship and uh, in the championship this year if we'd have pipped off Lee um, you possibly could have got on to mm-hmm. uh, into Crow Park as well but that's a big deal I think for, for, for that to uh, for the county to go on
1: I think they need to get to Crow Park and play well in Crow Park I know you would have been involved Paddy in, in different uh, summer camps and summers in, in Longford and stuff that would have maybe got you on the radar of, of people yeah, within yeah. the GA circles in that county um, what have the, been the biggest challenges for you managing a team like Longford even I think you know, from a rural sense I guess player attention is, is a difficult one year on year and trying to get lads to, to stay put and, and I guess getting that commitment is that one of the main challenges for
0: you? Yeah well that's linked to belief like if you know it's it's very, very easy for the Dublins and the Kerries, uh, you know, the Tyrone's of this world to and even at that they still lose player mm. players, but like um it's very, very easy to justify for a player who's number even number thirty in the panel or thirty two in the panel, you know, they have a good chance of success with those counties. You know, there's 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 a good bit of glamour involved. You're playing in Crow Park regularly, um everything is sort of set up for you there. Whereas in the smaller counties you know what a fellow who 's number twenty seven or twenty eight in the panel is the, is the same attraction there for him, honestly, probably not, mm-hmm. and that 's the hardest thing because you 'll always keep your twenty year or twenty two uh, key players in the panel, and most of them are 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 getting football all the time but it 's very very hard to keep the other the other lads involved. We were lucky this year like we we were we we lost a few lads here or there, but we started off with a huge panel and we sort of kept it fairly well. Um, but like a lot of the smaller counties would lose players regularly, particularly when it c- comes to April and May, mm. and you have the allure of America and that sort of thing. So like that's, uh, I suppose that again coming back to your question, that's linked to confidence. Like if somebody and belief, and if somebody believes that it's worth doing it. Worth sticking at it. They're gonna, they're gonna keep at it, and that obviously has a knock-on effect because if you get all those fellas committing, then eventually it probably will happen, and then you'll have genuine cause for um, having those beliefs. But until then, you're sort of treading on thin ice, like it's, it's difficult because any sort of a setback at all can knock you back a bit. Like if when Dublin underage players are coming through when they're 19 or 20, they honestly will, f- will fully believe they're going to win in All Ireland because they've seen it right in front of them but those smaller counties don't so it's how to do that without being able to win all the time and still I suppose for me from my point of view what I try and do is I have a very good crew and the management with me and we try to do good training sessions with the lads mm. and have it as professional as we can and that's our way of trying to you know put in the very firm foundations for the future and if they come back to, if they want to come training all the time you hope then eventually the results will come onto the pitch and then you can start going further further afield then mm.
2: What do you enjoy most about management and who are you looking at in GA or in different sports as the people that you'd like to emulate? Um, the, the nice thing about the management, and
0: I look after the Sigurdsson team DCU as well and I, I have the same thing in both. Um, I, have a, I have a good crew of people around me and I enjoy that like it's lovely and I was very lucky I walked into that in Tipperary because I wasn't able to pick my own people but it turns out when I came in myself with other people there were some great Mm. people around so I've been very lucky in that and that's something that I think um, I always want to try and be involved with because I always want to have an involvement with, with good people because it's very, very difficult if you don't have that and what, thankfully I haven't had that situation as a manager but I've been, in, I've been a player with set-ups where management didn't get on and you could sense it straight away you didn't even need to hear any rows or anything like that; you just knew that it wasn't a good vibe around the place and I suppose that's important and as regards who you'd be sort of looking at like the, the lads who I would have always um, I suppose in GA circles I, I would be a big fan of Mickey Hart and it's ironic that Torona playing Kerry again this weekend but I would have felt that uh, I took a, a Ballyman on Rage team twice, two phases, two 10-year phases. Philly McMattens is probably the most famous guy from the first phase and then second phase will be, um, when he was finished up with 21s, was uh, we Evan Comerford, Paddy Small, those sort of fellas were all on that team. And um, I suppose I would have felt in the second team we're a very strong team with, with those guys and a load of other fellas who played double and minor double and 21s and I would have tried to copy Mickey Hart with a lot of stuff like right. I would have copy is a strong word but certainly would have taken little bits and pieces about what he said and what
2: he did okay more more less on the tactical side is more correct yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I, I, I think I have to say now I'm, I'm not that strong tactically really yeah I right. wouldn't feel that I'd be that and I brought in some very good people with me who are yeah So this year, with Longford, like I had Desi Sloin with me, who'd be, like, I'd call him a master tactician, uh, like... I'd say, he, I'd say he goes to sleep at night thinking about formations <laughs> yeah. and and you know how to uh, how to, to set up defensively and offensively. Like those, sort of people are hard to get, and I'd feel that I'm weak in that area. So you get in other people who are go to the you know. So there's and
2: more on the sort of leadership, man management type.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and trying to get I suppose um, trying to get players to develop things themselves. Trying to get leaders in the group themselves rather than trying to do everything yourself. I suppose I I would have learned with Ballymon. I took the first team in 1996-97. T- that was Philly McMatton's team. And I did an awful lot of stuff myself. Right, And I felt that was good and I was in control of everything and it didn't really matter about anyone else. But the problem with that sit- setup is, and that system is, is that if you were ever gone then, because these things will happen, someone could move to a different country, they could move to mm. a different part of the world, they could get sick, mm. they could die, anything could happen. And the thing about it is, if, if that... If there's not other good people around to carry it on, it doesn't work. Mm. So, like I, I would be a big believer in getting really good quality people in, so that it's not driven by one person and then having players doing that, players driving things and having them involved in it rather than
1: you being sort of the be all and end all. I think that's that doesn't work long term. You mentioned Desi Sloan there. I know yourself and Desi were were named on Declan Shaw's coaching ticket for for the Mayo game yeah that's you know, right Kevin, Kevin McStay ultimately got the job but do you look back at that now in hindsight and, and hindsight's obviously 2020 but with a bit of almost happiness that you, that obviously the Longford gig came about as a result as, as a number one role so was it was it better in the end that it worked out that way or, or how do you look um, at it I don't it's not, it's not something I've thought about mm. too much to be honest
0: with you um, the, the only thing was when I was asked at the time to get involved I was finishing up with Tipperary so like I I done three years and I felt that it wasn't probably much more in me mm-hmm. with that. Um, just you know, just run out of steam with things and just wanted something different. So I I I, I, I threw myself in with that. But like, um, was I looking at the results afterwards, wondering whether it'd be good or bad to be involved? No, I, I honestly haven't. It worked out quite well for me because Desi Slime was one of the lads who was obviously mm-hmm. meant to be involved. Was on p- part of the management uh, setup um from it well the the one that was being drawn into the yeah, hat yeah. and uh obviously I ended up talking to him, and then mm-hmm. you know it, these things happen just uh, little little connections like that, and like i said you, you got him involved which like like a feel has been a very strong addition to the to the whole group so no i like the from a from on a very practical level lads just the travelling involved would have been yeah, absolutely savage yeah, as well yeah. and don't get me wrong you do it particularly because you like doing it and that sort of thing but like Tipperary was a good old trip now sometimes like a lot of the time we were in tourist other times you we were in Clonmel yeah. and uh, Feathered as well we started doing sessions in Feathered near the end of a new all-weather set up down there so like they're long trips and when I mean, you double them they become really long mm-hmm. so I suppose three and a half hours to Mayo multiplied by two gives you seven like as a primary school teacher I know me basically <laughs> yeah. so like seven hours and then talk which you probably two hours on the pitch and... Um, maybe a meeting afterwards that turns into 10, ten hours nearly mm-hmm. yeah. and it's you know when you have a job like it's I'm uh, principal of a school so like it's not as if that you can just sort of say well look I can come and go as it please you're not going to
2: do Colin Rourke in any time soon are you
0: uh, I, I don't know well I, I could be left for just a school job because you wouldn't know that no one might want me in the GA circle <laughs> but like it, and maybe know. the school won't want me either I don't know but no, like know. It's, hard to, it's hard to manage all those things there are little sticking points during the year and like with the and say in with Sigerson in say January there and O'Borne Cup Mm. and then you're back in school and it it just it gets to a point where you're just very very I felt at at one stage that thank God I've got good people with me because in DCU and the Sigerson team we have some great people same with Longford and then with the school the staff are great in there so it's sort of those things can run themselves but you can't sort of step back forever and sort of say oh everything will be grand like you have to sort of Mm. be still around
2: Parnell Park would be a much handier option for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I'd say um, I'd say I'm I, I've in, I've enjoyed the stuff with the smaller counties, the so called smaller counties, and to be honest with you, um, with with people are, are always giving you a bit of stick over there. How come you wouldn't get involved with Dublin or whatever that sort of thing? But it's just one of those things. It's just fallen that way, and whoever whoever's involved, they've they a good crew of guys there. But like, for would you me, like to at
2: some point? It's, a, it's another one
0: of those like I've never a couple of people have said it to me but like it's not something that ever sits in me for some reason I don't know I, it's it's a, it's a weird thing maybe I shouldn't be saying this but like I played for 11 years with Dublin and when I finished I went back and I threw me lot in with Ballymone and I sort of forgot all about mm-hmm. Dublin it was yeah. as if like I, I still would know the lads down there and like John Costello was recently finished up but like John would be in contact with me over the years and be, he, he'd be uh, help me with different things things like that so and I called down to Car- Parnell Park for to watch a match or something every so often not not often but every so often and the lads would be talking to you as if you were never gone but it's funny it just it's one of those I, I think the same happened with my old school I, I was in a school in Ballymun for 17 years and then next thing I was gone and I was just bang just, <laughs> it's as if yeah, like yeah. the shutters come down you drive on and you, you, you drive forward you don't look back maybe that's the type yeah. of person I am but it hasn't really ever Hasn't come across, even when with with Dublin matches, people say, oh "Where are you sitting?" A lot of the time, I just—I I, be honest with you—I don't have the time. Yeah. But I—I find myself just sort of watching a game, and I might every so often go out and go onto the phone or do something else. It's not—I'm just not totally um, I'm, the, the the Dublin thing, sort of. When you finish playing with me, other fellas still are. I think there's other fellas of my vintage Mm. who are still sitting in the stand and still totally into it. Um, Mm. Me, me, I I suppose I just do different things in life and um, I put a lot into whatever I'm doing with DCU or the school or with Longford. But then I sort of just, the rest of it, I just sort of step away from.
2: I think that might be to your advantage if you were to ever decide to do it again. To be absolutely honest, uh, did we bring you in specifically to preview Dublin Mayo? I'm not so sure anymore if that was the case, but we better leave you uh, with a question about it and what you expect to happen.
0: Yeah, um, I think I'm I'm fairly sure that Mayo are capable of beating Dublin in a once-off game. There's no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But if you were to ask me if, if, if to put me five, me five euro and me ten euro, like I'd still be going with Dublin simply because I, I have this very long winded thing about the, the attacking power and the scoring threat and. I... I Sure, the Longford fellas always be sick of hearing me talking about it, about scoring. I always think, I suppose, it comes from your baggage, from mm. your own career. And we would have had difficulties up front. And I'm sure the lads in the forward line at that time would say that they had difficulties in the back because of me. But like, I would have felt that we didn't score enough with Dublin in my career. And then I've always think, thinking of that I'm always thinking of that with other teams, and so as with DCU and Longford. and I, I suppose to come back to Mayo. I just wonder on any given day if they, if they have a lot of possession, will they convert? Like mm. because I know that with the likes of Conor Callahan and Paul Mannion and these fellas, like you can't even be sure if they're all starting. But like if they get a ball twenty meters out, thirty meters out, and. They're one on one. They're going to go by their man, and they're going to go for goal. Like, Mm -hmm. and you you better watch out. Mm -hmm. I just don't know about like. I think Ryan is a. I don't know who there with Mayo has that sort of a look about him. He's a bit of a buzz about him. And and Aidan O'Shea might blow hot there and on the edge of the square. I still think traditional sort of man on the edge of the square could win a ball and do a bit of damage. But there ifs. Whereas I think with Conor Callahan and, and those type of players. Cormacus, though, they're proven. Like, I I just can't. If, if they get a lot of ball, I think they're going to do a lot of damage. Yeah,
2: I think it'll be an awful lot tighter than the other game, if I'm being absolutely honest, that we were previewing a bit earlier on. Uh, loads of comments coming in here, uh, and I'll leave it on Michael saying that he's perfect for the dubs job, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Very impressive band when you meet him, and uh, I think there's a lot of that uh, same vibe coming in. Uh, real pleasure to spend the last twenty minutes with you. Thanks a million for coming. No problem running. lads.
1: O T B AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.